Hello, welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling, and I'm with DC Juliana Schultz and Meredith Whitefield. And we are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we are talking about youth ministry when you are unable to meet face-to-face. Well, there are occasions in time when you are unable to have youth ministry face-to-face. This can happen for a lot of reasons, um, natural disasters, or in the case of what we're experiencing right now with a viral pandemic um, and recommendations now that just came out today, um, requesting that we not meet in groups of more than 10 as ministries across our nation and across the world are thinking about what does this mean and how can I continue to share the gospel with my neighbor and um, build the faith of our young people Uh, We wanted to bring to you some thoughts, some suggestions, some encouragements uh, from us as you kind of face this new uh, interesting situation, but one that might happen uh, more often Mm -hmm. than we think. Absolutely. As we were thinking about, we were talking with some young people about just with cancellations that were happening and things is that you got young people who are dealing with real life disappointment and certainly uncertainty. I mean, the kind of news is changing, seems like every 24 hours. Um, and so where being able to point people to Jesus, uh, what we receive in our baptism can be this anchor and foundation in our life um, and be able to walk with them through that to understand, again, their entire identity is not wrapped up in those events that are being canceled um, and be able to walk with them through that disappointment um, and point them to Jesus. Forgiveness that we have in the new life that we have too um, can be a real great opportunity to strengthen their faith. And this is a moment for many youth leaders where we're thinking about how can we best uh, meet young people who might be struggling, who might need, um, but also encourage them to live out their vocations in maybe new and very different ways uh, than they have before. Uh, so we've kind of looked around uh, on on our Facebook group, LCMS Youth Ministry. We asked a few people, you know, what are some of the practices that they're taking advantage of uh, in this particular time where uh, we're being asked not to necessarily meet face to face, but but to kind of keep that to a minimum in order to to protect a lot of people um, who are at high risk. Uh, and one of the most simple ones that I saw was just start a group text uh, and ask your teens what ideas they have. Uh, so text a, a bunch of them together, uh, have them kind of feed off of that idea together and say, okay, well, what are some ways that we can be um, using technology or um, assisting each other in uh, this time and kind of using their expertise in social media uh, to connect via technology. Uh, Meredith, are you seeing some places on social media where you've seen kind of an uptick in people using that to connect with young people? Oh yeah, I think I've seen an uptick in Twitter. I know a lot of people are already getting their news on Twitter right now. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a good or bad thing, um, (laughs) but there are a lot of people now on Twitter. um, So I've seen some churches even pushing their live streams, um, just going through like the polling options that they have on Twitter. And of course, for youth, um, what I saw from the Facebook group and just in a couple other groups that I'm in is people are reaching out on Snapchat. They're reaching out on Instagram stories. Um, Those are probably the two biggest ones with youth right now. And you created some resources from what we do you have on Youth eSource for Instagram stories. Yeah, so I went ahead and made some of our resources devotions. Um, so if you're an adult and you have your own devotions or you're looking for content of how can I still reach out to people, um, taking those Youth eSource devotions and making them Instagram stories is super easy. 
and use it not just as a post, but making sure it's a story um, that tends to be a little bit more where young right. people are going to be. And, and they'll switch every day. Right. And you can stay up for 24 hours and you can make it as interactive or as not interactive as you want. So on Instagram stories, you can do um, you could have a reflective question that people can answer or you can do a poll or um, if I like this or not or what what would you rather see just to kind of get some input from your youth. Hmm. And as we're working with young people, this is maybe a great opportunity to engage them in some leadership roles and some service roles oh, and let them, let them uh, help you figure out uh, how to get that information. Say, I wrote this, this devotion. Can you help me put it in a format that, that other people are going to read for Snapchat or for, for Instagram stories or, um, you know, the you version of the Bible on your, on your phone lets you make app um, pictures. Right. With right. Bibles on or Bible verses on it. And then how can we um, utilize young people and some time that they might have right now <laughs> yes. to create some content that can be beneficial both for your youth ministry and for ministry in general. That's another idea too about in terms of just being in the word about if you're familiar with the U version Bible app, um, that there are reading plans that are on there that uh, saw we will post a video on how this can happen too, is that you can create groups around one. So like as together as a youth ministry or with families and things, you can go day by day through a Bible reading plan. There are some that really are fit, fitting towards what's going on in our country right now, in our world right now, around just how do we talk about suffering that's happening? How do we serve in the midst of that? So again, another way that you can be in the word, in community and connecting on a daily or regular basis as well. I'll say too, uh, Meredith, you mentioned this, but you saw on Twitter, I uh, will post a link. Uh, there's some great, people in the LCMS that this was the last, this last weekend was kind of the first time when a lot of churches had to go online with church. And I know not every congregation has that ability to do that, but there's a nice list going around of LCMS congregations that were going to be live streaming their services. So we'll see what happens in these coming days. If we have more and more need for congregations to shut down regular worship on a weekend, um, but yet still have this opportunity to maybe connect through hearing the word preached and seeing um, the community come together online, is there some congregations that have that resource? And you might be able to kind of do a watch party together and have conversation throughout it and still build community around it. So we'll uh, send a link there, but maybe also other resources that'll be coming out from the LCMS around that. Another great resource that we have is that we put all of the uh, speakers from the National Youth Gathering uh, and their presentations onto podcasts. So that can be certainly something where you can encourage young people to uh, to point that in that direction. What kind? How many podcasts are there? What kind of topics were there put up? Oh, there's like 70 different uh, speakers that do all kinds of sessions from worldview to life issues to uh, your vocation. So there's tons of them. And like we mentioned with Instagram, if you're sharing from Spotify, super easy to share straight to your Instagram story. And it's a direct link for people to listen to. So if you have young people who are looking for, or if you're looking for um, a resource where people could be listening to perhaps a speaker or a lesson, and then being able to connect with them, ask them questions about that in, in many and various ways. Um, one of the ways that we see a lot of people using is Zoom. Uh, we use Zoom all the time in our office. Uh, and yet we've, I've heard people say, what is what is Zoom? So Zoom is a great video interface uh, that you can use. Um, really simple. You don't have to have um, a username. Really, you follow a link that's sent to you. Um, you can have quite a few people in a room at a time, depending on, on your account. And I believe that it's free now for... Yeah. Um, for everybody. Uh, so you can have hundreds of people in the room at a time, but um, you can have people's faces up. Um, you can uh, call in, call in mm -hmm. all of those different ways that you can be connected to them. So things to know maybe about Zoom in particular. Again, like I said, there's a link. You can do it online. 
but you can also use your phone or an iPad. Um, so it is accessible via the Zoom app. Uh, and for me, I, I lead Zoom meetings all the time. Uh, I tend to want to think out uh, right as I start, like what's a good question that's going to engage everybody and make sure everybody has a chance to talk. So the quicker you get them to kind of start that conversation <laughs> within the Zoom meeting, the easier it is then to get a back and forth happening. People feel like they have a confidence level in speaking on the video chat and, and knowing what to say there. Uh, there's ways to do polls. So you can write up questions ahead of time, put out the poll, then you can share share that poll. You can also share your screen or share a video um, as you're doing that. So there's ways for you to um, have kind of a presentation sort of mode um, and go that or have other people sharing yeah. uh, content uh, via their screen. Uh, and and perhaps I, I think for me, one of the biggest learnings was, first of all, to be OK with silence because we want because <laughs> you're leading a small group. We need you to kind of be OK with silence, but also to be far more directive on who I want to ask the question of or asking a specific person when I ask that question. I don't typically do that in a small group when I'm face to face. You want to give people the option to pass. But often um, breaking the ice in the conversation is the hardest part when you're video chatting. And once the conversation gets started, it gets a lot easier. Um, so uh, the be maybe um, a little more directive <laughs> in that discussion than you would. So uh, great ways to maybe think about how can I maybe send a podcast for everybody to listen to ahead of time for us to have a topic and then for us to gather um, using some of these tools like a, like a Zoom or like a group chat to be able to kind of talk through those things. Even if we can't meet face to face, we can still have that time both in community and study together. And I've seen people using Zoom as like, it's just a replacement for their like Wednesday night youth night. Mm -hmm. Like they're mm -hmm. still playing games. So they're playing mm -hmm. like online Pictionary or yeah. like find the closest thing next to your desk that's red or something like that. So yeah. there's still a lot. You can still have fun and still treat it like a youth night just online. Meredith, so let's talk about some live options. I've seen more people too say, kind of jokingly say, well, I guess this is now the time for me to figure out video messages and stuff too. How easy is it to film, put up on YouTube, share, whether it is through a Zoom platform or even separately to share a message out with young people? How easy? Go through those steps of how easy okay, that is. Okay, super easy. Open the camera app on your phone, switch it to video, <laughs> press record, open, save it, <laughs> open YouTube, and upload it. So simple. So there's a lot yeah. of options there, too, that even if you don't have time to find the live, but just want to do a video message, read a devotion, read scripture, say hello, whatever it might be. Something simple there that can be watched in any time is start a YouTube channel for yourself, get that uploaded, and uh, it's really simple to do. So just another way, too, that you can reach out and have that uh, kind of relational connection with young people or parents in your church. Another one that we have seen used uh, is like taking lessons to go. And so um, maybe a little harder if you're not able to meet, but certainly something you could drop off is, um, you know, in the past I've done um, different Lenten devotionals that came in like a, you know, I put them in a little to-go box <laughs> um, or a bag or something um, and a lesson that could happen. That could also be put together digitally, mm -hmm. something that's sent. And most of the time when I'm doing that, I'm not necessarily thinking about um, me being the person who's leading that devotion, but thinking about how can students and parents be leading that devotion together um, or how can a whole family be doing that? So uh, coming up with ways for families to be um, engaging on some of these topics. And maybe this is a great way uh, for your parents to kind of get over that first hump of, hey, um, 
um, I'm not really sure how to have these conversations in my house or I'm not really sure what to do for family devotions. Hey, this is a great way for us to here. We're going to send you out um, a devotion. These are the supplies you're going to need um, or this is uh, the stuff that you're going to need, uh, the video that we want you to watch together um, and to be able to think about how are we empowering parents in this moment to be those primary uh, faith leaders in their congregation and how can we engage them in those ways? Pastor Ben Meyer was one who posted on, I think, the question on the Facebook group and that it was he had already done that for families too to help talk about uh, through the catechism as a family. So just even way those two that if I'm trying to think, man, confirmation programs are on hiatus probably now too. So you've got, boy, I mean, things to be thinking about schedule wise with conf- uh, the actual confirmation itself, but then even finishing up the teaching and how you're doing that is that again, there are resources out there once that you might be able to, with some time, uh, be able to create. And it might be a tool you use now down the line too, that you'll be able to, again, like Juliana said, really equip that conversation to happen at home. Um, so parents or kids are talking to having, uh, about faith and about how this interacts with what's happening in our world. So again, another great tool that God's given us. And we've got lots of kids home from school right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved there were a couple of people who mentioned uh, just wanting to play games with their young people. So people who are using um, a Jackbox, which I, I'm not super familiar with, but is a, a way to play games interactively. But then also like a Minecraft server. Somebody was using oh, a yeah. Minecraft server. Mm-hmm. Um, using those kind of technology to be able to um, encourage young people just to play together and decompress together, especially in a particularly stressful time. Um, I think one of the the things we want to encourage is to be checking in with young people, especially as we struggle with uh, with loneliness and isolation in the Mm -hmm. best of times. Um, When they're in a situation uh, where uh, they have this increased separation, maybe an increased amount of time on their devices, um, where they may feel particularly lonely uh, and hurt, perhaps, that that a lot of these major life events aren't happening for them, uh, we can be sure to be checking in um, and engaging with them on those those topics. Yeah, and just being a light in the midst of all of this news that's going on on social media, I think is really powerful and it speaks a lot just yeah. to you as a leader. Saw some cool things too, just thinking about if technology is an, is an option or to do something different, again, a handwritten note in the middle of this, if you got addresses, can send that out. Saw some people being creative about maybe you can't have the face-to-face interaction, but work out the time to where, stop by, see through the picture window that your youth leader stopped by the house, just waved to say hi, took the time to care, uh, stop by and, and, and show their care for, for you. So just to take the time, again, like Meredith said, that to be that light in this pretty dark time that the Christian community can come together and, and love each other and certainly point each other to Jesus too in these times of uncertainty. Uh, Particularly, I'm going to point you to your college students. Um, I've seen a lot of college students lately really feeling um, a a sense of of loss over they didn't get a chance to say goodbye um, to many of them. Many of them being seniors were really struggling with, or or not even seniors, but just struggling with the suddenness of of a lack of their social community, a suddenness stop to their their community at at school, um, even their religious community school, like their their campus ministry. Uh, And so they're going to have an even more difficult time, I think, transitioning back home uh, so making sure that you are taking care of those college students, checking in with them, uh, walking through that process with them, making sure that they are getting connected back to resources in their home congregation, especially if they're now um, suddenly and very rapidly disconnecting from their campus ministry that may or may not be able to care for them uh, far away from home. Uh, that's a particularly big one for on my heart. Mm-hmm. 
I saw, love seeing some college students reach out to in their community and talk about, hey, I'm home. <laughs> I've got time now. And for especially some working families uh, that are still working, aren't getting time off. And if they've got children at home that are willing to provide daycare uh, services or babysitting services for time. So love seeing that heart of those who want to serve uh, families around them. You know, Again, obviously, that could change with medical concerns and other thing in the next days. Uh, but just nonetheless, that might be one way you can connect families with college students who are back who might be able to support one another that way. Mm-hmm. And what a great chance for us to serve <coughs> our shut-ins yeah. as well. Uh, so thinking about how can we be connecting these young people uh, and, and older adults who struggle with this all the time. I think about like I, there are lots of people in our, in our communities who struggle with this kind of loss of connection all the time. So are there ways to do like physical cards? I mean, mm-hmm. they might have to relearn how to address an envelope because um, when was the last time you had to do that um i learned that the hard way uh, when we did letters uh, to shut-ins was the end you might have to you might have to teach them hey, how to hey but what a thing that. what a thing to learn right. through this right you can't put yeah. the address in the middle of the envelope it doesn't work like that um so but but like how are we how are we engaging and and you know certainly these older adults uh love phone calls yeah, um, right. or these other ways that we can be connecting them in in a time when they're going to be particularly isolated as well. So how are we caring um, and helping to cross those generations in a way that's beneficial for everybody as a part of that process? Mm-hmm. Meredith, you mentioned uh, somebody using Google Forms. Yeah. So I saw that there was, um, I think it was actually a teacher, not a youth leader, using Google Forms. They were sending them out to their students every day. Um, and they were just a form that was like, you know, what did you do today? How are you feeling today? Um, what questions do you have? And it, it was just like three or four questions. Mm-hmm. And that sent it right back to the teacher or the wow. youth leader um, just to connect. Then you've got their the, the youth email address. So you can connect personally. You've got their phone number. And I just thought that was really cool and really easy, um, really simple, not mm-hmm. time consuming. <laughs> Right, but a great way to be um, thinking about, okay, am I finding that kid that hasn't checked in a couple of days? Are, yeah. we, are we watching that? Or somebody who says something particularly concerning on a form that says, like, hey, you know, do you have the things that you need? Are you, is there anything that we can do to be helpful on that? I think um, finding ways to, to check in is going to become you know, increasingly important. Kind of goes beyond the... I'm fine answer. Sure. Right, right, to some actual right, right. questions and a great way to get to know your young people, right? Yeah. Get a great way to, to think about how can I use this time to really build um, a relationship, to be honest about what's going on in our lives and to be uh, clear about how God is going to work in and through this um, in powerful ways to point us back to the gospel and encourage them in how they are uh, going to be light in this dark world just uh, just like we are. Yeah, so thankful for so many of you that are encouraging in this time and saying that this is a great time again to share the good news of the gospel and connect with young people and have an open heart and mind to how God's working through uh, this tough situation and how we can again point others to Jesus and uh, look at this as an opportunity really to to uh, show love to one another and uh, speak the the truth of Christ in, in many and various ways. So thanks for all of you that are taking up that charge and connecting with young people and supporting us too through uh, and each other through social media and other places, lifting up your ideas, encouragement. There are going to continue to be threads on the LCMS Youth Ministry group uh, that are going to be engaging on conversations about how people are dealing with this and some ideas that they have, resources there. We will be posting resources both on our, our social media, but also certainly go to youthesource.com, uh, look at the 
thousands of resources that are available there. Uh, and then let us know. Uh, talk back to us. Uh, post on that Facebook page and let us know uh, what questions you have, how we can continue to support you, um, and how we can be directing our prayers uh, for you as you care for young people in this particular time. To close this uh, podcast, I'm going to just say a quick prayer for the situation that we find ourselves in this world and our country, and certainly be praying for each one of you who are listening to this. Uh, God continue to bless your ministry and the way that you walk with young people and families in your congregation. So please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, we just come before you humbly, um, just asking for um, your continued grace in our life. Um, You know that you so richly give it to us. And Lord, in these times when we're uncertain, we don't know uh, what's going on in our world and all the details of the the changing situation around us, that we pray that you continue to strengthen us in our faith in you, that we know that you are in control, that you're in the middle of this, um, that in your wisdom, you permitted this to happen. And uh, we also hear the call of forgiven sinners that we are to share the good news with others. Lord, as we have church leaders that are making tough decisions now and in coming weeks about whether to host services, whether to have ministries, how do we best share the love of Christ as a community and out into our world, give them wisdom, uh, give us as a church grace to forgive our leaders in uh, times when they may make mistakes, but also to support them in the decisions that they make as these are hard decisions that they are making. Be with our elected leaders and all those in places of authority uh, that we may listen well, um, that we follow directives, that we do what's best to serve our neighbor and our, lunch, our, our country and our, our world. Uh, Lord, just uh, uh, give us, again, that insight of, of wisdom and, and being good neighbors and citizens in this world. Uh, Lord, we thank you for our youth and, man, just the, the faith that they have in you. Uh, thank you for how you continue to strengthen that through your word and how these young people love Jesus and love their neighbor and want to to uh, reach out to their friends and also people of all generations that uh, continue to strengthen us as we walk alongside them in these times of uncertainty and always pointing them to you, that you are our real present God, that you are the one that is telling these things around us that give us um, much anguish to be silent, to be quiet, that you are the God who will speak last and you have the final word. Uh, Lord, just bless us in our ministry. Give us strength and power that uh, you give to serve you and serve others. Uh, We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. End Goals Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links and resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thanks for listening and caring for the young people of our church.